It's May 20th, 2019. It's today's episode will be uh, further explanation on my visit to First Dallas Baptist Church, and then the second segment is this. I I uh, created a blog on gamer culture, and uh, we go a little bit in depth on that. So let's get into today's podcast. Like your project, it's uh, May twentieth, twenty nineteen. <laughs> it's seven twenty one in the morning. Seven twenty one a.m. And um, yesterday, I attended a church. It was the First Dallas Baptist Church, and the main. Pastor is uh, Robert Jeffries, Doctor Robert Jeffries, and I've been um, um, Trump supporter. He had just, in the end, he had made some statements that seemed homophobic and almost, almost racist. Almost racist. I mean, he walked, he towed up to the line and then pulled back. So it was clear that it wasn't a church that I would go to. But the members, the members of the church, when I walked in, if you looked at the journal, I took a journal. As I walked in, I, I, I noted that I felt like I was in a good place. So I thought to myself, can you divorce the congregation from the pastor? Because I met a very nice person, William, that greeted me and was, was nice to me. I met a very nice person, Holly, greeted me very nice to me. I met a very nice person, Rachel, greeted me and was very nice to me. So can you divorce the congregation from the pastor to allow it to breathe? And it almost, and, and, and guess what? Our country is in that kind of, in that kind of same scenario. Can you divorce our president from the country and allow our country to go on? Right, is seeing the country as the congregation. Now, that's not where I started this. I started it because that's not why I started this conversation. I started this conversation because I, I thought I had, I woke up and I, and I said to myself, how the three people I did met that were so kind and open, and I, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't divorce myself from the reality that I had written. I'm at the right place at the right time. That was the reality of what I wrote. And so for me, just to read, just to hear his negative sentiments and then allow that to veil the whole church, it seemed, or my whole experience for the church, 
it seemed like I would be doing an injustice to the quality people that I did meet. So, um, now I'm progressive. I'm a progressive liberal. None of the stances that he presented are anywhere near the stances that I associate myself with. So, that being said, I can't, I can't support him. And if he's a leader of the church, and that's the direction that the church is going in, I wouldn't support the church. But the individuals, you know, there's... there's There's that, I see you as the whole, but I still see you as the individual. I still see you as the human. I still see I, I still see you as a human being. And in that, I can still shake your hand and, and greet you and we can still and, and, and have kind words for each other. And in any civil discourse, any civil society, we should, we should be able to do that. And so we shouldn't demonize each other on our stances, even if our stances are so far off. We should expose those stances and we should um, tell this person that they've gone down the wrong path. But I just wanted to make that, that I wanted to share that. And probably because I was side performed. Mostly, you say, what does that have to do with the psychic party? Well, I'm side performed. So I, uh, <laughs> I'm updating that. So everything right now, I'm always trying to bring back to the psychic experience. Right. It's a psychic project for It's a psychic project. In the segment, First Baptist Dallas Explanation, um, there was a bit of a... I'm unsure, a garbled message where it seems to state that, um, well, I state that I'm a Trump supporter. I'm not sure if somebody was sitting in my side space and unwittingly uh, misdirected me or, or if I just lost attention at the time, but I am 100% not a Trump supporter. I didn't go back and edit the audio because I'm trying to keep um, all the audio raw uh, as it should be from the field. Um, it may capture the documented experience of somebody in your side space manipulating your voice. So I, I kept the, the audio raw rather than go back and, and, and uh, edit over the top of it. But I do want to put this uh, explanation at the end of the podcast um, to ensure that um, uh, that uh, my true um, character and who I am is represented well. Um, so I just want to make that update. That's like a project. It's May 20th, 2019. I, uh, it's about 7.45 and 7.47 in the morning. I wanted to talk about gamer culture. I had um, 
I was finally able to put all these pieces together in a concise um, essay blog. And I sent it out, so I wanted to kind of go over it of all the moving pieces. So we have these, these series of events. And you say exactly, please describe that. We have these series of events that are like intense emotional displays that are designed to encourage a person to make a bad decision and thereby suffer the negative consequences of that decision. A series of intense emotional events designed to make a person make a bad decision and suffer negative consequences. I cannot think of any better form of harassment than that particular form. When a, if a person submerged in this gamer culture, that, and that's what a game is, right? In a series of games over, repeatedly over and over, that is harassment. And done in concert with other games, I would even say intimidation. Because once you once you move beyond one game, and you start to see that others in the community are professing that same gamer culture, you become an intimidated individual. Now, I said it was a form of community uh, community codification. It is. Suffer my, suffer my gamer, my game room wrath, or do as I say. That is an essence of codification. That is the beginnings of community codification. The community has taken it upon itself to to game a person into bad decision making. Whereas you either suffer the indignity of passivity Are you allowed to move away from that? Which is pretty much the three or four times that I've watched it occur and had it occur. The three or four large ones, I moved away from the negativity. But that, that meant I would 
I was moving into a homeless environment. To move away from negativity. Now, the main reason I bring up gamer culture is because I've only seen it with Native Psy Americans. I haven't seen anybody else play out these games. performance aspect may bring some sort of either fame or or fame or monetary compensation for these game room operators there must be some sort of benefit for the and I'm sorry the game room operator is a person that is that is the instigator of the harassment and that's how I'm going to term it from now on. Of the of the gamer harassment. Because you have to remember what happens inside this is not only are you forced into uh, uh, being dominated and becoming a passive person you also become this person that tries to avoid this other person altogether you become robotic you try to avoid the gamer itself and in in it in a closed environment such as a family work situation you either leave the job leave the family or you avoid that person you have to become robotic in your movements and your actions because you're always you're, you're you're scheduling around this person now right you're not going your normal direction and this person is intentionally imposing in your space You know, in the beginnings, I thought it was some sort of gamified way that people maybe keep a score in life, and this is how they saw advancement. And this is far more sinister than it is subversive to family. It undermines the individual. Anytime you, anytime you attempt to put a person under undue stress for additional negative choices in life, you have lowered their quality of life. You have not improved society. You have worsened society. You have not given a person a good choice. You have given a person bad choices. 
or become passive in my in my life. As I invade your space, your dignity and your rights. As I trample on you and become passive in mine. Because that's what happens. The, the game room operator is allowed to trample on your space, your rights, your dignity, your being, and your person. Slander your name. Harass you. And you're not supposed to respond. Otherwise, if you respond directly, they go into a victim role. Looking to you to make you the aggressor. And in this, this is how they, this is how they skirted the law. Once they make you the aggressor, the law always views the aggressor in a negative light. At this time, the immediate time you identify a victim role plant, you should turn on every camera possible. Whether that's celebrity, or whether that's... Um, Whether that's just private citizen. It's this ability to skirt the law that has allowed this gamer culture to manifest. But once you find the side performance, not only can you label harassment, you can start to file civil charges for degradation of character, especially if you're a business. Degradation of brand. And I, I believe gamer culture and a series of events, if they're documented properly, probably by video or just turning on a podcast, you know, that's probably the best way to do it, turn on a podcast. But there are parts of it that can take place, like in, in my case, pointing a finger, getting in somebody's face and pointing a finger is a nonverbal thing that can occur. It's best to turn the camera on. Um, non-verbal intimidation that can occur and still the victim role can be professed so back to the whole side performance and being Native Side American so you have a community out here who seems to be uplifting um, practicing gamer culture, and I'm part of that community, right? Right? I, I can't all this game. I, I I can't stand any of that. You either are in life. To live life 
based on what life presents for you to give openly to a person without expectation? Or you're that other thing that wants to take openly. And without regard. You cannot be try to become this gamer culture where I'll just game him up on things. That's how I'll teach him. You're not teaching people. You are locking them into bad choices. That is a bad teaching method that somebody has taught you. Native Sai American community. That is a bad teaching method somebody has taught you. It's like misinformation on the side. Oh, if I give you one piece of good information, I have to give you one piece of bad information. That is bad teaching that somebody has given you because of the wearable, the, the, the application of the wearable. That's bad. All you did was build more information into the system. What you should be doing is how do you identify the world? But that's another conversation. So the gamer culture, that's bad teaching for how that's for how to bring somebody, to educate somebody on something, to give to somebody. That is not the proper way. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to end up taking from somebody. Because you design bad choices. If you openly want to provide information to somebody, openly provide it. You're not in a repressed society. What you've done is found some benefit for your harassment, which is criminal, through the side performance, and we have to tie that benefit to the harassment. You have to document the harassment. Video is the best way to do it. And then you have to find the benefit, monetary. Actually, you can charge just on harassment, but once you find the benefit, the charge can... The charge can be levied to the, the felony. And other conspirators can be brought in. Alright, it's a psychic project. I'm going to close. I, I think I've touched on many details here. The psychic project is... May 20th, 2019, 9.05 a.m., I'm sorry, in the morning. And you know, again, I'm the gamer coach, I'm, I'm homeless again, and I'm not being paid for my work. And there's that, that overriding, that overriding sense 
Well, why do you continue? And I... I believe in it. And then, that, and then there's that, and then there's that, that, that whisper from the side that says, well, that's the price for your belief. Homelessness. So be it. At this point. Not only in a document, documenting psychic abilities, but it's things that are, re, that are evolving around it. I was profoundly affected by our, our look into abortion. The ability to recognize and verify life prior to, to birth and what that would mean to laws. And, and not even, even if we don't change the laws, what that means to, to be able to teach your child in a womb. Just think about it from that standpoint. Even if we don't change the abortion laws, just to be, imagine the connection. I'll start teaching my child in the womb. You say that's only for Native sorry, American kids. No. If you don't think everybody's going to start really talking to their, through the, 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 uh, through the stomach, I will probably start going to sleep with little tape recordings near our stomach. <laughs> the love we have for our children. But that's the beauty of where we're at. Go back to space, proving that the communication in the size, fashion, and light. I mean, that's incredible. What is the energy source for the size? And, and, and is there any way that we can harness it? How can we begin to harness this? How can we harness the size? These are, these are questions that will be answering for the next century. Questions that we will be answering for the next century. And that's why I continue to do it. We are at a point in history. We have the ability to define our society and our global community. It's just a really special, unique time in history. And in doing so, that's why I continue. It's the Psychic Project. Close it.